if somebody turns down your proposal or doesn't sign the contract or doesn't buy your good and your service, trying to and hopefully giving gratitude to them can change that, what did I do wrong? What's wrong with this thing? Like that person is wrong for not buying this. And to say, thank you. Thank you for letting me know right now that this is not a fit for you. Thank you for letting me know that I need to improve if I want to be in service of you. So instead of thinking about what's wrong, thinking about what can I learn from this and giving gratitude to that person that communicated to you, no. Welcome to Better Business Founder, the podcast for purpose-driven business founders seeking to build a meaningful business on their own terms. I'm Nikki Tang. And I'm here with you today to find out how better business founders build strong businesses that deliver value to people and to the planet. Are you ready to create change with your business? If so, let's go. Today's episode is with David Debinski, host of Portfolio Career Podcast. David is a friend a coach, and a mentor who has played and is still playing an important role in my podcasting journey. Throughout our many interactions, I've noticed a very special pattern in the way David interacts with people, which is always full of empathy and with gratitude. So when I thought about interviewing guests with some very specific skills we can learn from to become a better business founder, I, of course, sent an email to invite David to have a discussion about the practice and the power of empathy and gratitude. Yes, empathy and gratitude are two words that are used quite frequently these days. But do we really know how these words, how these skills are translated in the way we show up in the world? When we choose to adopt a posture of empathy and gratitude. What new possibility we create for ourselves and for the world? What could be the new opportunities in our professional pursuit and for our business? Sometimes I think of David as an empathy and gratitude practitioner. And you will easily understand why I think of him this way in this episode. We'll learn how David created a successful newsletter, which is coming from a place of how can I deliver value to people? We'll also learn how sending invitations to guests for his podcast led him to develop the concept of the empathy email. And of course, we discussed gratitude. What does that mean? How is it serving us? And how gratitude can help us make progress in our work as founders as entrepreneurs. I really, really enjoyed this conversation, not only because it's always fun to have a conversation with David, but also because I've learned a lot from him once again. So welcome, David Nibinski. So I'm so glad to have you here today, David. It's such an honor to be here. Thank you so much. We've known each other for sometime actually, for a year and a half, I think since August 2019. 
when I joined the podcasting workshop. And you've been coaching me and mentoring me since then. And um, I want to take this occasion to thank you and tell you how grateful I am for all the support you gave me, because I wouldn't be here having this podcast if you were not around helping me and pushing me and mentoring me. And uh, yeah, so I want to officially say thank you. Well, thank you for doing this work. Thank you for wanting to do this work and for doing it and for the chance, the the opportunity to connect and to collaborate about this and making change and helping people. So thank you for uh, helping people and me just being a part of the journey. Yeah. You know, we've been talking about podcasting a lot and we didn't have a chance to really talk, have a real conversation about any other things. But I realized that you are sort of an embodiment of two very important soft skills. Um, it's like your brain is wired toward those two soft skills, which are empathy and gratitude. And that's why I wanted to, to have you on the show today. Great. I love those topics. Yeah. Well, you know that we have this joke, this private joke that I accidentally launched my podcast <laughs> in November 2019. But I think I've never told you why I took this workshop, this podcasting workshop in the first place. Have I ever told you that? I would love to hear it now. Okay. My birthday is in August. And um, usually, since I was a child, I've never had any big birthday celebration because growing up in France, August is the month where everybody is, is on holiday. So since I was a kid, I decided that, oh, it's my birthday. So I need to celebrate it myself and do something good for myself and maybe buy myself a gift. And uh, in 2019, I was on holiday, as usual. I mean, as like everybody in France in August. And I was in a very, very lovely fishing village in Normandy. It's a very tiny, very charming village. And everything was perfect. I didn't need anything. But still, I had this problem of getting myself a gift. And I checked my phone and look at my emails. And I don't check my emails on holidays. But then I look at my emails and I saw this email for a podcasting workshop where I could learn podcasting. And I thought, wow, that sounds great. I mean, I've been listening to podcasts a lot, but I've never thought myself that I could learn those skills. And I had no intention of launching a podcast back then. My intention was to get myself a gift, you know, so I could learn something. And um, I thought, okay, so yeah, let's buy it. Let's let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that gift is not only a gift for yourself, uh, it's a gift for me, and it's a gift for listeners. So those are generous gifts. Uh, I like gifts like that, and I think other people. <laughs> I hope you find. Uh, I hope you find more gifts like that for yourself and for others. It's beautiful. You are a seasoned podcaster because you run this portfolio career podcast. So maybe you could explain a little bit about this podcast and why you're doing this, um, why you decided to launch it, and uh, who is it for? Yeah, I'd love to. So summer of 2018, uh, I got a similar email that you did from um, Seth Godin saying uh, summer internships are usually a, a paper-pushing situation. Um, I'm creating a podcasting fellowship for people this summer that would like to make real work, that would like to create a podcast with other people 
Um, obviously, he'd run other workshops and said, this is, this is going to be the first time and we'll see how it goes. So at that time, I had a new experience or new worldview, and I was getting a bunch of questions from people. I had moved to New York a little bit before, after previously living in San Francisco. And when I was in San Francisco, everyone was, you know, the conversation was always around, what startup do you work at? And then when I moved to New York, uh, I became friends with people not about what they, you know, what they do for their job uh, or their startup, um, but about many different interests and many different hobbies, projects, passions, um, personal development, um, et cetera. And that was fascinating to me. And so I had this brand new worldview. I was like, this is really interesting. And then at the same time, I started piecing together a portfolio of projects, a startup of myself. And I started getting questions from people saying, hey, I see you doing this. I see you doing that. I don't get it. I don't understand it. And after a transition into this lifestyle, uh, I really liked it. It was thriving. I was learning. I was sharing. I was connecting with people. I was collaborating. And it was brand new. So when people started asking me questions, I was like, I don't know. I'm just doing this. This is great. And there's all these other people that are doing this. And so when I learned about the podcasting workshop, uh, now now called the podcasting workshop, uh, I said, this would be a great way to better understand this new worldview that I have, this new uh, career framework lifestyle, and to talk to the people that were doing it. Uh, my first person I talked to was my roommate at the time. <laughs> I wasn't. Uh, we had many conversations, but not this conversation. So that's how it started, and here we are, two and a half years later, and over 150 episodes, and it's just been an incredible journey. Um, and we can talk about many of the different skills and moments along the way, and experiences and stories and stuff. But that's kind of the high level of. I saw a change. I had a new worldview. I wanted to create some work. I didn't have my own, or I didn't have any type of, you know, digital footprint, or I didn't really have an online website. And um, so I was like, huh, having conversations, I can do that. Mm-hmm. Granted, there's a lot more that came from it or, or needed to come from it, but I was like, this is a good place to start. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great place to start. And because you decided to share this conversation to the world, you build up a couple of things. Uh, one of them is your newsletter, which is called One Email Away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, and I really enjoy it, you know, because um, even though I'm not really your target audience, because I don't live in the US, but I really enjoy reading it. What do you really enjoy about it? I really enjoy the, the tone, the, the, the attitude of your email. When you write this email, you are really thinking about the other, the person that will be reading this email. And um, why is that? What's your secret sauce for writing such great emails? <laughs> <laughs> is this conversation for me or for you? <laughs> this is amazing. Uh, uh, and for listeners, um, I want to learn from you, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the One Email Away newsletter is, for people that are listening, it is a, um, has the best insights from the podcast. 
and friend sourced opportunities. And so it goes out every two weeks. Uh, the podcast goes out every week. And it kind of started from a couple of different things. Uh, one email can say, you know, an example is, you know, I wouldn't have started a, a podcast without Seth Godin's one email saying, here's this summer internship, like literally one email. That's it. Yes. Um, it was like an email and like a sign up form. And that was it. Um, you know, it was a brand new. So that was one email that has changed my life. So I think the evolution of to what the newsletter is now is a function of a, I think projects are amazing. Uh, I think there's so many talented people that are out there and they sometimes just need one project or that there's one friend that has the answer. Or there's one friend or one person that wants to help out. And so I've just kind of always seen that. And so I was like, hmm, maybe that's what I'll call the newsletter. And also I wanted it to be valuable in more than just here's my podcast website. So it's a combination of like what are resources that people are going to want to have um, and that they're going to be interested in. And, you know, for better, for worse, people are regularly changing jobs, um, regularly adding things to their portfolio career. Um, and so that's what I set out to do. Uh, and <laughs> I figured, yeah, so it's, it starts with how do, how do I make something that's valuable? And so I think, you know, jobs and stuff is something that people are regularly kind of looking for or also just kind of also are curious about. Um, and especially if there's, if a friend could provide it or a third degree connection can provide it. I think it's interesting. Or those are the things that, that I subscribe to. So it's like, Hmm, this is the things that I like and how could I have my own little spin on it? Um, and so that's where it started. And it's a fun project. And I think the one thing that's great about it is I feel like I can put myself into it a little bit and it feels a little bit fun and comfortable um, compared to some other projects or outlets. So, yeah, but it seems that when you build your projects that are creating value to people's life, you're putting in love yourself and also thinking of the others, you know, how other people would react when they read that. And I guess we can segue to the topic of empathy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, I think the one email away is also tied to, to empathy. So through the, my podcasting journey and through wanting to reach out and talk to people that I didn't know, I put a lot of time into crafting that invitation email, just like you did to me. And so through that process of either rejections and or collaboration and, and, and connection with people, uh, I saw what kind of worked or what wouldn't work and the changes. But kind of around earlier in the beginning, like around episode 20, episode 25, and I, I know some of the conversations, but people said, hey, your emails are really good. Like this is... I forwarded this to my team. I told people that they should write emails like you. And so I think what it came down to was like, I really cared about this email. And so it showed. And I think people said, this is interesting. Instead of thinking of an email as just like, how do I process it as soon as possible? What about if we put care and emotion into it? So I think that's what people were interested in. And so people shared this to me and it completely was a surprise. I was like, I'm just 
trying to interview you on my podcast. What are you like? And they're like, no, this is really interesting. You should teach people how to email like this. Uh, And that was a complete surprise to me. So then I said, all right, I will create a workshop. So I created an empathy email workshop. So that's this idea of around the email, you're sending it, but it's for the other person. And so you have to understand where they are, what they're thinking about, what do they want, what would be interesting to them, and how does your communication to them align with some of those things? Not a broadcast message to that person to say, I want this, and you need to respond to it. (laughs) That's what I think what the tactical empathy is around of, sure, you obviously want something. That's why you're communicating to somebody, but you have to understand what they want Mm -hmm. and what is important and special to you. It may not be important and special to them. And so, yeah, the shift for me was like putting more and more care into these emails and then seeing people say, thank you so much. You made this fun. You made this interesting. You made this helpful. Um, This was clear. This was easy to understand. This was aligned with what I want to do. And so I've tried to, through that process, is just try to continue that. It's like people were communicating to me, this is, this is great, so keep doing it. <laughs> you say that it's tactical empathy, but I don't think it's tactical in you. It's something that's innate. That's something you have in you. Like most things, I think it's practice and repetition. So being a student and then also being a coach in the podcasting workshop and the podcasting fellowship, I think having to communicate and to connect with many people, I learned uh, or was forced to learn, was forced to practice, was forced to model a certain type of behavior of trying to meet hundreds of people where they are as soon as possible and as quickly as possible especially with somebody that is trying to start something brand new, um, whether it's a creator or founder, et cetera, they are making something from scratch. They really care about that. So it's a fragile space. And so even though I may have my own experience as a podcaster, my own stories, my own narratives, my own ideas, that to some extent doesn't matter as much. What matters is the other person. And so I need to think about, through my experiences, what are the questions or the comments that I could provide that would help them as soon as possible? But if I broadcast to them, that can completely change their outcome. So I think through that process of coaching and teaching people, it just was modeled into me. And so like most things, the more times you do it, you just start to think about it more And it becomes more of like your worldview. And it seems very powerful because it helps you connect with people. And once you get the connection, you create the space to share the message. You create a a very deep and meaningful communication channel with the person you're talking to. Any time that you really use your sense of empathy to help you advance in your career development or your business development? I think it's every week with the podcast. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I think 
that aspect of doing research and sending one email to usually somebody who I've rarely talked to or not talked to at all, but to say, hey, you may not know me, but here's the show that I have. And here's what I want to talk to you about. And I know you're busy. It will only be 30 minutes. Here's some potential benefits to you. And if you're not interested in it and you got a lot going on, that's fine too. And I think that's the goal or the, or at least what I try to communicate is like, I'm interested in this. I think you may be too, but if you're not, that's okay too. And yeah, creating a zone of indifference where it's great if they say yes, but it's also um, fine to me if they don't. And I think this is very useful, very powerful in a very noisy world as we are in today. You know, We all want to be seen and heard. And for founders, so founders are similar to podcasters, right? Yeah. In the sense of you are creating something. It is something that you're super passionate about. But the goal is how do you create it in service of the people that you seek to serve? And so the hard part is like when you are super excited about something, communicating that in a way that is in service to the other person. And that is, I think, the goal and the opportunity for founders is to think, sure, I love doing this and I created it for this person but it still needs to be something that they're excited about. I need to meet them where they're at and tell them why this is beneficial to them or why this matters. We did this challenge of posting 60 seconds a day. And in November, you did a whole month on gratitude. And I was really, really impressed by every day you express gratitude. We talk a lot about gratitude and um, I would like to hear from you what's your getting out of being grateful. What is gratitude and how is it serving you? Um, I may get this wrong, but gratitude to me is knowing that you received value. It is different than thanks and it's different than appreciation. So by expressing gratitude, it is how you look at value can be different. It can be connection. It can be conversation. It can be emotions. It can be, you know, a favor. It can be time. It can be um, capital. It can be money. It can be services. It can be goods. And so expressing gratitude is, is saying, this helped me and thank you. And so to me, expressing gratitude is a posture that, um, especially as you said, in a noisy world, we're constantly being distracted. We're constantly thinking about what's next. But what about what do we have right now? And what about the people that have already helped us? What about the things that have already helped us? And usually those things can compound and can continue. So, you know, great friends can become best friends. People you've volunteered with can turn into a project. People that you've worked on a project can turn into a job. And so by communicating gratitude is to say, I liked doing this. This helped me. And I've got value from this. And here's where I'm going with this. 
And so I think that's how I look at it. And by communicating to this, I don't know about you and for the listener, but it makes me feel good. And I hope that the recipient, going back to the empathy, I hope that it makes them feel good too. And so I think creating a posture and a culture of positive feelings is a place that I'd like to live in. Yeah, I think it also creates um, a shift in our brain to focus on the positive things. And we need that. Otherwise, we'll, well, uh, my understanding is that human brain will tend to waste time and energy on negative things because of survival, whereas we need to help our brains switch to the positive things to feel yeah, better. Yeah, totally. Yes. So I guess this is another power of gratitude. So how can we practice gratitude? There's many different ways. I personally like it in a pro-social way. So in a way of communicating to people. Um, obviously, there's you know gratitude journals and there's things like that. I personally like doing it in the sense of expressing it to the other person. Uh, one way that I uh, like to do so is over email. So I've been trying to, especially if something pops up in my mind, in that moment communicate that to somebody else so just send it out in the moment yeah because mm. if it sparks an emotion or sparks a thought for me that's the best time mm. and you know it's not let me throw it on the calendar it's like in that moment that's the best time yeah and also for the receiver i guess because um the best the best connection we're talking again about connection is that when you receive it when you least expect it you know it's not part of the process because it's yeah genuine it's authentic yeah yeah and in a business setting in the you know if we talk about in an organization level how can we create this culture of gratitude um there are ways of having meetings focused on gratitude uh, or having conversations focused on gratitude. So you can do, you know, 60 minutes, 90 minutes, just focused on who is somebody that's on this team or what is something that someone on this team has done for you that's of value. And so if you have five people and each person goes around, that's going to be a fun conversation. People are going to like that conversation. You could also start every meeting, a regular called stand up. And this is what I've been lucky to work on recently is before a daily stand-up, it's let's just start off with gratitude. And the more you do it, the more you see it. And so it's a practice. It's just like going to the gym. The more you work out, the stronger that you get and the more resilient you are. So the more that you practice gratitude, it's easier the next time. I think this is very important because when I see gratitude, I also think of being vulnerable. We need to practice gratitude. And as you said, the more we practice, the better we get it. Because I believe that the first time you practice gratitude, you need to be a little bit vulnerable. And the closer you are with someone, the more difficult it is, but the more gratifying it is. And with your team members, because in a team, we are always in sort of not really competition, but it's just a corporate environment that, you know, we want to show our best. And showing that you're vulnerable, it's something that could lead to, you know, to weakness. Yeah, it's personal. And so it feels, it may feel uncomfortable, 
but it allows us to connect to the other person, um, allows the other person to connect to us. And so maybe in this, you know, in these daily meetings where you're expressing gratitude, maybe it starts off, call it, give gratitude to, you know, the grocery store. Uh, There was food there that I really enjoyed. And if that store didn't open up, I wouldn't have had that meal and that meal was great. And so you say that today and then the next day you may say, you know, I want to give gratitude to uh, the teammate that, you know, responded to this email at nine o'clock at night when I know that they wanted to do something else and they've got a family of four and that they're tired, et cetera. But that really helped me out. And so I really appreciate them doing that extra step. And the other thing about gratitude in the workplace is, especially for founders, especially for people that are building businesses, is to give gratitude to the rejections that you get. If somebody turns down your proposal or doesn't sign the contract or doesn't buy your good and your service, trying to and hopefully giving gratitude to them can change that, what did I do wrong? What's wrong with this thing? Like that person is wrong for not buying this. And to say, thank you. Thank you for letting me know right now that this is not a fit for you. Thank you for letting me know that I need to improve if I want to be in service of you. So instead of thinking about what's wrong, thinking about what can I learn from this and giving gratitude to that person that communicated to you, no. And by doing that, the ability to take action and to do better next time, maybe it's not your right audience. Maybe you didn't understand them. And there's a great learning opportunity in expressing gratitude. And, you know, when you run a business, we are kind of addicted to positive feedback. But yeah, I also see a lot of value in giving gratitude to people that would give you negative feedback. Yeah. 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 And then the next time when you improve it, whether you change your pricing, change the product, change your service, change, you know, how you communicate it, all these different things that are part of the sales process, you can then say, thanks for your feedback before. I've now made these changes and now this is for you. Mm -hmm. And that can be a very powerful and amazing conversation an amazing situation. And that can bring you two closer. And that person may say, thanks for listening to, you know, my no and making changes and then meeting me where I'm at now. Yes. I remember it was a long time ago, but there was this bakery chain, very high end. And I went there and I had a very bad experience with the people of the bakery chain. And um, I sent them a letter. It was a long time ago. So at that time, we were saying letters <laughs> um, to the CEO telling that how unimpressed I was with the service. I received that. It was coming from a place of frustration, of anger. And I mean, I was going to give them very bad reputation. And and I was very impressed because the CEO sent me a gratitude letter saying thank mm-hmm. you for the feedback. And he offered me the opportunity. He, actually, he invited me to have tea with him at the um, bakery chain. And um, I was very impressed because um, it changes the dynamic. You know, I could tell you, oh, this is a very bad bakery chain. No, I had a bad experience there, but the CEO had a humble attitude and um, sent me a gratitude letter. And how did that make you feel? Made me feel special. 
made me feel special. It made me feel that, wow, my voice actually counts. I was a student at that time, so I was really impressed. <laughs> I felt valued. I could contribute to the development of the company, of his business. Mm. So yes, yeah. So now I'm a very loyal customer. And what did you... Um... What did you most appreciate about the message? Was there a certain part that stuck out? And how could somebody else model that behavior going forward? Actually, there was a mix of empathy and gratitude. It was years ago, but I remember something like, started with an acknowledgement of how it made me feel as a customer. And then there's a humble posture you um we thank you and we're receiving your complaint as a learning opportunity and we are grateful that you're sharing that with us and not keeping it for yourself now we can improve and goes the invitation so yeah i should have kept this letter <laughs> <laughs> you've kept it in your heart and you've kept it in your mind and now you're communicating it. Now you're passing it forward so that it can help other people. So that's a great thing. Yes. Yes. I think we need to do more of that as a, as a business owner, as a business founder, and also as a professional. This is something we need more. I love it. Can I ask you, what would be your definition of success? It's a feeling and it's a state. And the feeling is around, I have accomplished things that I've set out to accomplish and that I'm doing it with people that I would like to serve, that I'd like to care for. And it's temporary, it's evolving. So success today is gonna look different than success tomorrow. Uh, and it looked different than success yesterday. And so the importance or the goal is to think about what are the things that we're trying to do our best work for. And if we accomplish those things, that is success. The things that we can control, the things that we want to work on, the things that the chances that we want to take, the contributions that we want to make, and if we complete those to the best of our ability, to me, that's success. There's plenty of things that we can't control. And if we focus on the things that we can and create possibility and opportunities for those that we care about, to me, I think that that kind of feels like success. And that's today. Maybe it sounds different tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I love it. Because I ask this question to now to most of my guests and everyone has a different answer. And I love yours as well. <laughs> if people want to connect with you, where people can find you? Yeah, great question. Uh, so Portfolio Career Podcast is on all podcasts, players. Um, it's also available on my website, PortfolioCareerPodcast.com. We talked about my newsletter called One Email Away. Um, that's also on my website, um, PortfolioCareerPodcast.com slash One Email Away. Also on all the different social medias, I'm 
um, probably in too many places, but if you, if you look, you can find me. Um, and I think finding me is great, but I think more importantly is finding the people that have supported you and connect with them and tell them how they've supported you. Even if it was a couple of years ago, they would love to hear from you. And so please reach out to them. Yeah, that sounds great. I'm going to do it right away. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, David. It's been a pleasure and honor having you on this show. It was my treat, my honor. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Did you like this episode? If you've enjoyed listening to Better Business Founder, why don't you share this podcast with a friend that could also benefit from these conversations? You can also subscribe wherever you normally get your podcasts and leave a review to help other people find these conversations. And if you have any questions or suggestions, you can email me at hello at betterbusinessfounder.com. Hello at betterbusinessfounder.com. And I would love to hear from you because I believe that your business is the catalyst to create the change you want to see in the world.